Welcome back to another episode of Faces for Radio Podcast. No, we're not doing that tomorrow. <laughs> are we not? I thought we were called the Juice Zone. We are not. Anyway, I'm Josh I'm Owen Fannin-Steel. And we have a very special guest. Tyler Bowens. Yes, all right. Tyler, I told you before we started that you will get time to talk about whatever you want. Yeah. You have ten seconds. Go. Uh, I'm writing a book. It's called Duckbills and Demons, Raising Hadrosaurs in a Paranormal World. It's coming out next summer. The end. All right, that's your time. time. Uh, Very well done. Thank you, thank you. All right, uh, in that case, Owen, do you have anything to start off with, or uh, I've got a couple things? Um, Well, I don't know if you remember last episode very well, but we had made up a great new segment called The Juice Zone. Now play that Seinfeld music. I'm not playing Seinfeld music. It was going to get played out of and I don't like the Seinfeld music. <laughs> All right, so today's oh, question no. for The Juice Zone is, pulp or no pulp? Okay, this is actually okay. I know people are going to get angry about that before, but I'm going no pulp. Controversial. Tyler? Yeah. Uh, pulp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he did it. So moving on, I was listening to a different podcast recently. They were talking about, so one guy went to a movie theater once, and at their concessions band, uh, they sold soup. No. No, yes, I know. But what would be just the absolute worst snack to sell at a movie theater? Uh, vide steak. Well, yeah, but I don't uh, think that would, like, disturb the movie viewing experience that much. That's, that's I would say microwave fish. Well, that just disturbs life. That's like, yeah. Life in general. Like, imagine if the people sitting next to you were eating microwave fish. <laughs> when they brought their own microwave. <laughs> no, they heat it up for you. Well, yeah, but, like... It's part of the new AMC theater design is that the seats in front of you um, now have microwaves built into them. <laughs> and they're very loud during the tournament. I wouldn't be surprised. But, like, I think the worst movie theater snack, under, like, my definition right now, is going to be the worst snack for watching a movie that would be fine somewhere else. The worst snack at a movie? I'm confused. So, like, if I just eat a raw carrot normally, that's maybe a little bit of fine. But raw carrots are loud. So. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be fine anywhere else, but everyone would hate you for doing it in the middle of a dramatic scene in a movie. But what if you're, like, a selfish asshole with no, like, sense of awareness of of other people? That doesn't affect you. It's not negatively impacting you. Yeah. Well, yeah, Yeah, that's that's why for most things. What's a snack that hurts you as well? Uh, durian. Rocks. <laughs> pop rocks. Oh, See, don't God. they actually sell those at movie theaters? They definitely sell pop rocks at movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree I with you. Them. Like, like, imagine you're, you're getting up to that, um, you know, uh, big scene in, in uh, episode five where Darth Vader reveals he's Luke's father and all of a sudden from the next theater over you just hear pop rocks. Yeah, but who still has food that late into a movie? That's true. 
I like how they say the important dialogue for the end. You know that scene in Knives Out where Daniel Craig is talking about his case is like a donut? Yeah. I will say. I have not seen Knives Out. Last time my girlfriend and I saw Knives Out, we both uh, brought donuts and saved them for that scene. What do you mean last time? Okay, how many many times have you seen Last uh, Knives Out? Twice. Was the second time Stockholm? Yeah, the second time I was at, at WBI. Yeah. It, it was, was filmed partially in my hometown, oh, not yeah. a mile from where I am right now. Jake says that he's uh, skateboarded around parts of where they filmed it. Someone else I was with had said the same thing, that like it was filmed in their hometown. Okay, you just copy what we said. That's a strike. Yeah, it's right. not allowed. That's blatant plagiarism. Mm-hmm. That's just blatant plagiarism. Mm-hmm. I think that's the latest into a podcast against this gone without getting a strike, though. Didn't we ever, like, forget to give someone strikes until, like, halfway through? No, we remembered to give them strikes right at the beginning and then forgot until the end when we need to, um, nothing, nothing is going to happen to you, Tyler. Uh, so, wait, hold on. Are these strikes, like, U.S. law, where if I'm right, right, you can't ask that's that's two strikes. strikes. Wow. Okay, but can I get the same strike again? You just did. Okay, so if I repeat three strikes, yeah. Well, no, that wasn't phrased as a question. That was a statement. So I think he's still at three right now. Yeah, you're still at three. That's fine. And you know what they say about three strikes? You better watch out for more. That's what they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finish baseball. Is there such a thing as finish baseball? Yes, there's there such, such a thing, thing as the finish. Finish. Finished baseball was invented by someone who came to the United States from Finland. Again, this isn't true, but I, after watching Finnish baseball, I have to believe that it's true. It's someone who came to the U.S. from Finland, watched one baseball game, and then immediately watched a cricket game, then smoked crack, got on a plane, went back to Finland, and went, guys, it's all in my head. I know how this sport works. We're going to do it. Uh, the, oh pitcher the, mound, mm. the pitcher stands next to the mound and tosses the ball up. Then the guy hits it. First base is directly in front of you. Second base is way out in left field. And third base is, like, way off to the left. If you make it to third base without stopping, that's a home run. But if you don't, you have to come all the way home. There's no back fence. Um, And everyone looks like cricket players. It is a nightmare sport. Wait, so one girl's in the middle, and then the other two are in the west side? you got to Google it, Owen. Just take a look at the, the... Pesapolo, Pesapolo field. I'll post this on the Twitter when it comes out. Good, good. Pesapolo, Pesapolo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you haven't yet, follow us on Twitter at FF Radio Podcast. Sounds good. Yeah. How do we improve baseball? Because I already have a comprehensive plan to revamp golf from a boring, barely even a sport kind of sport into yeah. a four versus one survival horror reality TV series. But baseball, I'm still not sure. Yeah, because baseball, like, tons of people watch it. I, well, you know, I, I'm not going to yell at people who are watching it. I don't understand it. It's like you're watching for a very long time, and stuff only happens for a very small percentage of that time. See, that's it's true. Like, it's like the library of sports. Watching baseball on TV is pointless, and I don't understand people who watch baseball on TV. Mm-hmm. Now, being I, in a baseball stadium and watching a baseball game live, 
is a worthy experience because it's more about like being with friends and watching sport than it is like actually paying attention to baseball. Um, but when you're watching TV, that's all you can do. Yeah. See, the problem with all the big sports on TV or even in person for me is that they've been going on for like hundreds of years. So at this point, I just don't follow the plot. I just don't yeah. know what's happening. Yeah. I can't relate to the characters. It, it, it's one of those points where, like, the writers have kind of already played out everything that could happen, like, and now they're just grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, retconning all these things. They're like, okay, well, now you're not allowed to just punch people and smoke crack at the base. Yeah, you, you can't do steroids anymore. I like, know. What the hell? Yeah, that was what made it No, we never, we never said, we never had concussions. That was a lie. Huh? Yeah. No, let's just, like... You know, I think there should be, like, one or two sports. It's like, okay, let's let our players take steroids. Let's see how fast humans actually can run. The unethical Olympics. I've thought of this before. <laughs> I've, like, a, like an Olympics, but where every drug is allowed, and you want to see what the the unethical limits And how about you are. have a scorekeeper, no referee? What's the difference? You have a person that's responsible for counting when someone gets a point, but no one's actually calling fouls. Yeah, ah, so you can cheat all you want and do all the dr- the performance-enhancing drugs you want. Exactly. Beach volleyball, you know, you could just send someone under the net to go beat up the other team. That's why every beach volleyball team has a bruiser. Now, now beach volleyball would have a new player, which is, like, the enforcer, so it's, like, some... Oh, so one person who can... The one person who's allowed to do performance-enhancing drugs. You figure you need to have some people actually... Well, I'm talking about now just regular to... volleyball. Oh. But now there's a position where you have to have somebody who's very roided out on one person per side, and they're responsible for just weighing half, half the team's weight and muscle, okay. and also... Intimidate, intimidation. I was about to ask how would you do unethical swimming, but then I figured it out. It's easy. Harpoons. That's yep. true. Yeah. Um, or steroids. Why not both? Exactly. Why not harpoons on steroids? <laughs> do you think that harpoons are a, a living, growing thing? I was about to say, actually, sort, train swordfish on steroids. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically just a harpoon with steroids or a narwhal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also feel like unethical swimming is walking the length of the pool instead of swimming. Uh, I still think any sport, the unethical answer is just to beat up the other players. That's true. Yeah. Except for hockey, apparently. No, yeah, okay. What would unethical hockey be? Uh, the, uh, just pick up the puck and punch the goalie and then throw it in the goal? Yeah. No, I think the solution would be for unethical hockey. When players challenge each other to fights, they are then locked in a ring of ice until one falls un- until one falls unconscious, and the one who falls unconscious uh, is exiled from hockey. What about instead of like the wooden bits on the bottom of their sticks, they just replace that with machetes? Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, they're already right. skating on machetes. Why not just add another yeah. one? Let's oh, add no, one nice to the ice. Skate on wood. Mm. You switch mm. them. They used to do. Um, what's your yeah, favorite Olympic since sport? Since when that famous for uh, technological achievement? What is everyone's favorite Olympic sport? That was a rhetorical question, and the it's answer is curling. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
that that's the only Olympic never never in the history of sports has anyone like really lived as much as curlers live. Of course, curling is easy to make unethical. You just it's you just drop the stone on someone else's foot. Yeah, or yeah. you just pick up the stone and set it wherever you want it to end up. Yeah, unless the other team beats you up first. Again, the unethical Olympics would just involve devolve into a bunch of street fights. Mm-hmm. I really want this episode to be titled "The Unethical Olympics." Oh, there's a, there's a curling club about 20 minutes away. Oh, um, and it has 4.9 stars out of five you on one, Google. How far is it from WPI? There's the second one that might be closer, actually. Um, you guys want to go curling this winter? Hell yeah! Yeah, I totally go. Absolutely. So. If we're talking about unethical Olympics, are, are you too aware of the debauchery that was the 1906 Summer Olympic Games? Oh, yeah, with the marathon? Yes. Yes. Oh, didn't like I, four I people cheat? I episode of Citation Needed. The guy. What? That episode of Citation Needed? No, I asked what Owen said. Oh. I've already forgotten. Didn't oh. like four people cheat? Yeah, there's the guy who drove most of it. Yep. Most of the marathon. Um... He drove for nine miles and the car broke down and he went, well, there's only a couple miles left. I might as well jog the last bit. (laughs) Uh, Uh. It was the guy who's technically doping by modern standards because he consumed rat poison and brandy uh, in order to run better. There's the uh, Puerto Rican postman who showed up late, ran in street clothes, ate rotten apples, threw up, took a nap, and still finished in the top ten. There's the two black athletes in the Olympics ever uh, who weren't even part of the Olympics. They were part of a nearby convention about the Boer Wars, uh, and they just showed up to the Olympics, asked if they could run, and got chased off the course by dogs. It's a wild part of human history, not to mention it was like 90-something degrees outside. I really yeah, want to for marathon is like seventy. I really want to film this now as like a, a comedic short film, just the unethical marathon. Yeah. In modern times, yeah, I really want to do that. Okay. Well, I've got I think one more question uh, I could ask before we launch into our first game. Mm-hmm. What's that question? What do you think is the loudest thing someone should legally be allowed to do in a public restroom? public mm-hmm. restroom. Yes. Because, like, you know, if you're at home, you're on the toilet, I don't care. Scream for all I care. Be as loud as you want. But when you're in a public restroom, there's certain unspoken rules of etiquette that we are about to speak. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how loud should you legally be allowed to be in a public restroom? So, uh, rule number one is there is no decibel limit on uh, your natural butt sounds. Yeah, bodily functions, we don't care. Those need to happen. Yeah. Like, like if, if you got a re- released a just disgusting, like, train horn-sounding-ass fart, it's fine. You're in the bathroom. That's what it's for. But really, uh, how much... You're not allowed to make too much sound outside of just that. Because talking on the phone yep. is a big no. Yep. Um, watching a video, I would also say is a no. Yeah, so people do that all the time back to my dorm. Really? Okay, dorm. They would always watch videos on their phones. 
I, I, I still don't agree. But I watch videos on my phone on the toilet, but I had headphones in. They didn't ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of gross. Half my floor were wrestlers. Oh, nice. What were the other half? Uh, girls. Not wrestlers. What group did you count into, Owen? I was in the first percent. There yeah. are two genders, women and wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that sounds right. like WWE propaganda. It does. It does, really, yeah. All right, so so really, we've decided that you're allowed to make any sound that relates to what you actually came to the bathroom to do. Yeah. But other than that, you need to be silent. Yeah, I'd, I'd honestly kind of agree. You're, you're kind of, you know, like, if it's such a, an aggressive turd that you kind of got to make, like, a... Uh, like, I, that's, yeah. that's forgivable. If it's well, aggressive enough that you need to physically scream to alert someone to call an ambulance, okay, yeah, that's for your safety. Okay, well, if we allow all these things, what is even being banned in this case? Any sound that's not related to what you've come to the bathroom to do. So what if I've come to the bathroom to do cocaine? Just scream. What the bathroom was meant for, I suppose. Aren't bathrooms just vessels for getting drugs in your body? That's what the or people at my high school would agree with. Uh, do jewels make noise? I don't think they do. They make like a little... Not like, not enough noise. Not well, enough my, my ideal public question, no noise whatsoever. There's a slight drone of a fan. And right. if you want, you can say a quiet uh, eight-word maximum prayer. <laughs> That's... That sounds good. What if we just put all bathroom stalls into sound? Dear God, I pray that Mm -hmm. this turd leaves. There we go. That's eight words. You can pray it flushes. Dear Poseidon, let this turd flush. Please. Please. Yeah, that's eight words. All right. All right. I've got a new game for this week. Whoa. I mean, I wouldn't know. I've never played the games on this. Yeah, this, this could be not new, and you and Owen are just in on the joke, and like it's I'm being sort of not new. If it's, it is, I wouldn't even remember. All right, so this is slightly a new game in that. So in past weeks, we played like two truths and a lie with Yahoo Answers, okay. where I would have like two real Yahoo Answers topics, and then one that I made up. So this week, you're playing two truths and a lie with R slash Am I the asshole? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to be good at this. Let's go. I've got three questions up on my or three topics up on my screen from Am I the Asshole. Okay. One of them is I made up. All right. So number one, am I the asshole for refusing to give my niece our dog's room? Am I the asshole for punching a hole in my cousin's wall after he dared me to? And then the last one, am I the asshole for pointing out to my friends that they are not rich? Uh, it's the middle one. I'm going to say the middle one is fake, too. The which one? Punching a hole in the wall? Punching yeah. a hole in the wall. Why, why do you say that? Uh, because I'm pretty sure I've read the first and the last one. I don't know why I chose to do this game of the week that you were here. <laughs> I haven't, I don't recall reading any of these, but I chose the middle one. Because, um, you know, I like to disagree with whatever our, whatever our guest chooses on any of these, like, pick one of three type things. 
Um, it just sounded like the easiest one to make up. Like, the other two are just so out there, and that one's kind of like, okay, I can sort of see Josh coming up with that. Yeah, that's the fake one. Yeah. I knew, I knew, for, exact, I knew for a fact the first one was real because I very vividly remember reading that one, and then it was kind you of might have to, the last two. <laughs> Josh, you might have to slightly reword the titles. Here's the um, second round. Ooh. Am I the asshole for recommending the worst tattoo artist I know to a girl that was trying to copy my tattoo? Number two. Am I the asshole for not tipping the pizza place on an order of 35 pizzas? Am I the asshole for telling my neighbor they're not allowed to park their car in front of my house? The last one is, is relatively reasonable compared to the other two, but I don't know if really? that makes it like more or less likely. Like street parking? It's no. more reasonable than, like... <laughs> Wait, what was the first one again? Am I the asshole for recommending the worst tattoo artist I know right. to a girl that was trying to copy my tattoo? It's more reasonable than that. That sounds too verbose. Well, let's read it. People, and FYI, it's just downloaded from Oblivion if it isn't verbose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to say it's the middle one again, the, the pizzas. Okay. That one's kind of out there. That also sounds like something Josh could come up with. The tattoo artist one, again, is just too out there. Hmm. And the last one is just... So your boring. answer is number two. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've read the third one, so I'm going to go with number one, just to be contrary. Okay. Um, the third one was the fake one. Ah, wow. Yeah. Uh, though it is one that I kind of want to ask, because back when I lived in Michigan, we had this neighbor who would always park their ugly, ugly Buick in front of our house, and I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah, I... If you're listening to this and you're thinking about buying a car, don't buy a Buick, please. Just... Yeah, cars. Josh recommends buying a uh, Chevrolet instead. I would I recommend. Not, I hate those for mostly the same reasons. This part of the Faces for Radio podcast will now turn into an advertisement for Chevrolet Motor Company. Chevrolet, we go in cars. Now let's hear some reviews. I like to plug and I'm we are people, you, uh, not actors. <laughs> I'm still giving you a strike for that. That's four strikes. Oh, for my fourth strike with a fake advertisement? Yeah. No. It's funny because I do that every week, but I don't have one for this week. Wow. Um, now, did you see the um, re- Chevy Real People commercials that some guy made where he, oh, yeah. like, edited himself into them? Yeah. I love I those. He he was one of the three things that influenced my decisions to come to Massachusetts. Yeah, with this very, very thick Boston accent. I was like, if that's even remotely what people out there are like, I'm going to have a fun time. Did you ever see the um, Saturday Night Live Dunkin' Donuts commercial sketch? Not prior to seeing it uh, from someone here. I think I might have showed it at Empty Set Rehearsal. It was, it was either you or Tom, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, if I didn't live in Massachusetts, I'd be like, oh, that's a funny caricature of the guy at Dunkin' Donuts. But now I'm like, nope, that's just a guy at Dunkin'. Yeah, the only thing it was missing was Russian women screaming at each other at the top of their lungs. A little bit. Wait, what was that? What? Yeah, what was that? Oh, 
that, that was me saying the only thing. No, no, no. Other than that, there was something in the background? Owen, did you hear that? No. You what didn't? If you cut a car in half, do you have two motorcycles? Well, no, wait. Sorry, I'm sorry, you weren't aware of it? What are we talking about at this point? Are, are you are you aware? The aware of what? Aware of that, that like oh. little howling I just heard. Oh. Oh, wait, is the game already over? You just had to, you just had the I two just rounds. I had two rounds. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was very. <laughs> I always make two yes, rounds. I think I hear something. Something. There we go. The Thank you for now playing into the bit. It's uh, fine. Um, just before we and start, can uh, you play the play the friends intro? Uh, oh, and what's it time for? What's the what? What's it time for? It's time for Coyote Awareness Adventure. Woo! Woo! And then the friends sure. theme plays. Beautiful. Um. So Tyler, are you excited for your first episode of Coyote Awareness Adventure? I oh, am wow. so excited. Alright. Great. Our scene that opens up um, in the year 1950. Um, it's a it's a rainy evening. We've been driving for a while up to the estate of a certain Mr. B. It was sort of sort of one of the uh, upper echelons of New York society. And you are expecting him and a few other sort of New York elite um, up at his, up at his, um, oh, his I think uh, the upper New York are going to be a metaphor this time. Says I don't actually, but continue. You don't. Um, you clearly didn't read this long page I wrote in preparation. I did not. I scrolled past it, noticing that you had written something though. Mm-hmm. Much more than last time. So his estate is a mansion slash hunting lodge. Um, a ways away from society out in the forest uh, with a nice open pad in back from which to shoot at wildlife and a grand gilded entrance at the front with several fountains and many lamps and it's it's a big fancy mansion it's like Great Gatsby basically but in in the middle of nowhere so by the time you get there it's pouring rain and I feel like we could have some like sort of like noir 50s-ish jazz type playing and then bleeps is this all by C418 uh, in the public domain? Like the Minecraft CD? Yeah, can we play stall? Yeah, let's get some stall in here. Okay, cool. So it's pouring rain. And you, as you go to ring the doorbell, who are you, Tyler? Uh, who am I? This is where you make your, your character. Okay, today. okay, cool. Uh, so my name is William Wilbur. That's my full name. Uh, people call me Will Will. Well, there's a uh, Will, there's a Wilbur. Uh, there you go. Uh, you say that often, and it annoys others because it means nothing. No, nobody laughs anymore. I've said it way too many times. Uh, I'm from Glasgow, England, uh, but I was originally born in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, and my parents Sorry. are from Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, uh, so I'm 
I'm from Glasgow, England. Like not not the famous Glasgow. It's like a small little town. There's like ten people in it. Uh, we mostly just herd sheep. Uh, my parents are from Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, that's where I was born. Um, I am a ring salesman, but not like the thing you wear on your finger. Like the company, uh, they don't exist yet, but I'm selling doorbells. Interesting. So I when, I ring, when I ring this man's doorbell, I'm going to um, think stupidly. I would like to introduce a lot of characters, so I don't know if you want to pick one of them or make your own. No, I want to make my own. Yeah. All right, make your own. So I am Tyler Bowens. I am uh, from Monterey, California, but I just moved to Massachusetts. And uh, I am a computer science major at a college. Does computer science exist? It's the 1950s. So, like, barely. Okay, cool. Sure. I would... All right, and I am Spencer Francis. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just the narrator. Oh, can the narrator be named Spencer Francis? Sure. Cool. We're going to do that. Shout out to Spencer. We love you, Spencer. What up? Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I expected someone to respond to that. He's not here. <laughs> cool. Spencer so this call just to say what up back. Mm-hmm. And then, then kick him. Uh, so it's pouring when you ring the doorbell, and after a minute you are greeted by uh, Mr. B's butler. Um, how is it spelled? Is it just, just a, the letter B or B? Oh, just the letter B. His name oh. is Bodyman. His no comments. Is... Hmm? No. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Moving on. So, uh, Mr. Bodyman Butler, whose name is Tariq. Tariq. Oh. That's his name that I've thought of just now. His first name is Tariq, and his last name is also Tariq, and I'm sticking with it. were real creative. Hey, it's like a religious thing or a cultural thing, okay? Don't be racist. How dare you, Josh? So, uh, Tariq Tariq um, says, right this way, sir, and or I guess, sir, we'll say that you arrived together. You both started an Uber, but not. A taxi, which is what I think they're called in the 50s. No, I think they were lifts. Oh, shit. Why. That's, the, right? that's if you're in England, you know. As, As you were from. from. Yeah, so I called it a lift. I thought you were from Frankfurt slash Scot- Germany slash Scotland slash... Where was that other place? I live in Glasgow, England, but I'm from Frankfurt, Germany. How did Scotland factor in? Glasgow is also the name of a place in Scotland, but it's not the right... Sounds like there's some tension there in your backstory. We'll explore that. Never. Good. Fair. So you two are both greeted by the butler, Tariq Tariq, who says, right this way, sir, to the, uh, to the foyer, to the parlor. As you walk through, you see it's a, it's a very pretty and extravagant mansion. There's a large spiral staircase um, right by the entryway, and it splits off in some directions, one, two, uh, a, uh, a living room, one goes off to a kitchen, and one goes to a foyer where there are many other guests there in the room. And currently, Mr. Bodyman is nowhere to be seen. So you are escorted about 10 feet to the room with all the guests. 
It's a very pretty room. There's lots of decorations. Decorations all over the walls, from, like, vases to trophies to even, like, a shotgun above the fireplace mantle. It looks more decorative than useful. But it is intimidating because it's also pointing at a picture of uh, William Howard Taft. So you're getting that maybe that that this person is – that Mr. Bodyman is, is perhaps politically inclined. And, but you're not going to touch that, or maybe you will. I don't, I don't decide that. So uh, you see the new guests. There are um, a few people. There's uh, how many? There are three women and two men. Uh, one looks. One of the men looks sort of old and gray and a little overweight. One is um, seems rather. Thin and energetic. Wait, no, there's, there's three men and three, and three women. I got that wrong. And another one is um, sort of just, just sitting there smiling. Out of the three women, there's one who is sort of just sitting up in a corner who seems to be more a maid than a guest. There's a woman with bright red hair, and there is a uh, – the final guest is another woman wearing uh, what looks like some extremely expensive clothes and jewelry all over her body. Would you like to talk to any of them? You can just say what you want to do. There's really no limits. Uh, I'd, I'd like, like to, to sit in the corner and play on my phone. phone. You pull out your rubbery telephone <laughs> out of your back pocket and just sort of start fidgeting with the dial, as people often do. I'd like to talk to the uh, larger gentleman, the gray hair. Uh, yes. He says that his name is uh, Lieutenant Ketchup. Oh, how do you do, Lieutenant Ketchup? How do you do, indeed? Uh, what, what, are, what branch of the forces are you a lieutenant in? Uh, marketing. Ah, good, good. Does the marketing department have much of a need for doorbells? Oh. I'd like to open up my coat, and I just have a wide array of doorbells. <laughs> nice. He says, oh, well, I'm, as much as I'm interested personally, um, we have an open-door policy, which has at, on the, at, our, at the marketing branch, which has since evolved to a no-door policy. Mm-hmm. Thus, there is no need for doorbells, unfortunately. It's a shame. It's a shame. But perhaps you should ask uh, Mrs. Uh, Miss Strawberry Blonde, who I've heard works at a, uh, a place... I'm not sure where, but if it's a place, they probably have doors. So place. I would talk to her. Doors. I shall go talk to her then. Thank you very much. Good sir. Mm-hmm. Perhaps mm-hmm. later, after the party, we will uh, catch up. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to the other woman. He stares blankly and doesn't get the joke. Good. Josh, what are you doing? I'm sorry, I'm Tyler. Sorry, Tyler, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to keep playing on my phone, but I'm going to look up and notice uh, if anyone's um, looking up at me. Um, we'll say that uh, uh, the uh, the um, the smiling man from earlier, who seems to be just very excited to be here, walks over and holds my hand and says, Hi, my name is, uh, God, what did I write down? My name is Mr. Blue Yellow. Okay. Uh, 
And who might you be? I'm Tyler. Uh, well, Tyler, it's it's very nice to meet you. Uh, how do you know the host? He um, messaged me uh, after seeing my email or on my website, TylerBones.com. Huh. And he walks away. I said, Tyler, you go talk to a woman who introduces herself as Miss Strawberry Blonde. How do you do, Miss Strawberry Blonde? I'm doing very fine, thank you. Mm. I do believe a woman of your stature would ring quite nicely, if you know what I mean. And I open up my coat and there are many assorted doorbells once again. Do you find yourself mm-hmm. to be a connoisseur of doorbells, perhaps? I do dabble. Oh, delightful. With bells. What is your favorite chime, perhaps? Hmm. Claxon. Mm. What a fine specimen. Good and, <laughs> and astute and short, but yet so sweet. And it gets the job done. I have many claxons. But... Someone who has a fine taste in Cloxons, you might have a taste in Johnstone bells. Here, take a listen to this. And I push the button, and a doorbell plays from within me. Oh, uh, Tariq, Tariq, shout to the room. I'll go get it, and he runs out to the front door. <laughs> that happens frequently. More frequently than you might think. She laughs quietly for an uncomfortably long amount of time. So, what brings you to this gathering of... Oh, well, you know, there's just simply nothing to do. Well, I mean, my, you know, it's just good to get out and meet people once in a while, you know, get away from the old husband. Yes, yes, of course. What does your husband do? Oh, he's dead. Ah, I would want to get away from him as well, then. Yes, he requested that he be buried in our living room. That's unfortunate. The worst part is it makes it very difficult to sell the house. Would you be interested in perhaps buying a house? How many doorbells does it have? Currently only two. Sorry. Uh, For me to be interested in real estate, the estate must have at least five. Mm. Five is a good comfortable minimum to where I could install more. I see you're a a man of science and math as well. Yes, yes. And then your conversation is interrupted by a loud snorting noise. Um, You look over at the uh, woman with the uh, very extravagant jewelry, um, leaning over something at a table. Hmm. Is she doing cocaine? Does anybody want some? (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm good Well, when there's a will I walk over to the cocaine You know Do you have one of those little What are they, the, the Tesco membership cards? No, but I do have a very thin doorbell <laughs> That will work fantastically And she yes. snatches it from her coat and uses it to start making up some lines and then push the cocaine up into her face and her nose hits the doorbell and it rings as she snorts it up. 
Beautiful. <laughs> like, I really want to see that now. Lovely sound, that is. Mrs. Uh, uh, Miss Ostrich. Ostrich, oh. Pleasure to meet you. Mm-hmm. Your name does certainly do you justice. Whack. Uh, next, uh, uh, the, uh, the bespectacled man with, uh, that I mentioned earlier, who seemed very uh, energetic, um, who has uh, just now walked up to you, Josh, introducing himself as Professor Peach. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, uh, uh, he's very hairy and has a nice pocket square. Hmm. He says, uh, how are you at this fine evening? Say, oh, well, I'm doing very well, sir. Well, that's good to hear. And, whom, and uh, what is it that you do? Oh, uh, I do comedy in addition to, you know, my, my major at college, which is computer science. Comedy and computers. Both things I've definitely heard of before. How interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he walks away to the butler with taking his very sharp canines and his pretty little pocket squares in his coat with him. Uh, are you done? Um, I believe that's all of the, of the guests except for the maid who you didn't talk to, but if you want to talk to people more, you can, or we can move on. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like to see where this goes. Alright, so after chatting for a few minutes and you playing in your, in your Rotary phone. Uh, the host comes back. Well, actually, I should read my notes. So Katie might have to cut out this long, quiet segment as I review. This is the only. T- this is the most I've ever written for Coyote Awareness Adventure. Usually, it's only a sentence and a half. Yeah. Okay, so other things to know this parlor area is that there's a there's a bar, on um, a very small bar. Um, Mentioned many decorations. There's also a small lofted area, which can be reached by a ladder with a few chairs up there overlooking the rest of the parlor. Hmm. Um, and there's some windows from which you can see the outside and see some of the uh, the lights outside. Um, the lanterns out in the rain near the uh, currently the fountains are currently off since it's raining. Okay. Uh, Ah, yes. So the uh, the host, Mr. Bodyman, uh, walks in and everyone turns attention to him and says, The dining hall is almost prepared, and everyone has the same voice because I don't feel creative enough to do multiple voices today. That's, t- that's going to be Tyler's job soon. But yes, 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 it is. Do you have an accent suggestion? Finish. I thought that they were mute. No. Yeah. Aren't all Finnish people mute? They just don't like talking. Okay, they just choose to be silent. <laughs> what about a different accent? What about uh, Swiss? Uh, mm, like Swedish chef? No, that's, 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 that's Swedish. Swedish. Just 
picture like German, but with more chocolate. German, but more hillbilly. Okay, I'm remembering now what a Swiss, a Swiss person sounds like, and I have to review the sounds in my head. This person in question is Mercy from Overwatch, and that's how that's who I'll be deriving the voice from in my head. That's, yeah, that's good. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, the dining hall will be ready in just a few minutes, and this is terrible already, but it's fine. <laughs> Because uh, Mercy doesn't sound like terrible. a man in his fifties. She sounds like a woman in her fifties. Um, anyways, Mr. Diamond tells you that the dining will be ready in a few minutes, and that in the meantime, he continues to enjoy the snacks and drinks provided, and uh, to and um, but also to be aware that the power may cut at any moment due to the very intense storm outside. Um, with the oh, thunder and lightning, I feel like Josh definitely knows what's going to happen. I don't know. Just out of curiosity, Tyler, how, yeah. what do you what do you think is happening? This is Clue. No. Okay. He specifically says it's Coyote Awareness Adventure. That's a yeah. Strike. Okay. It was a very easy question that you somehow completely bundled. God, that's why I already. God. Anyways, Mister Body Man. Um. Uh. Then uh, picks up a drink off of the bar and proposes a toast to him. To life, l'chaim. Uh, Mr. Yellowbrew uh, says, uh, "Here's to that," and then drinks because he's a rabbi. Mm. Oh, good. Maybe he shouldn't be drinking. You know what? He's not a very good one. It's fine. Uh, so you all have a drink. It's uh, some very strong whiskey. Delicious. Uh, and then he says, and another toast to uh, to our very own uh, entrepreneur here, uh, Mr. I heard from. What's your character's name again? William Wilbur. Tyler Wilbur. Mr. William Wilbur. Thank you, thank you. Our, doorbe- our resident doorbell enthusiast. And they also to clink their glasses again, but as they do, the power, the power shuts off and the lights are out for a few seconds um, before turning back on. Um, and then Mr. Bonnyman seems flustered and says in a flawless Swiss accent that um, he's sorry that uh, about the power and that he'll see if there's anything you can do to keep it keep the lights from going yeah, out I again, need to hear this again. He's here. What? I, I need to hear this accent again. He said. Well, I'm second. I think what he said. He said it in exactly. He said it in the flawless accent. I'm just summarizing. Okay. Save time. So he takes one second to explain, and then we get away with that. Good. Okay. Uh, it is then that the uh, the maid, um, who we'll just say that by now you know her name is uh, Miss Eggshell Gray. Um, she um, walks over to the butler to speak and points out the window at a at one of the lights outside, which has uh, shut off, unlike the other lights. So the uh, the butler says, "Oh, I'll I'll go." 
take a look and see if I can just screw in the light bulb if that will fix it. So he walks out, walks back out into the atrium to get his coat. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about right now to the other guests or to each other? I heard a howling off in the distance. You did. That was strange. Maybe it was thunder. Who knows? Yeah, thunder is known to sound like howling. Yes. Maybe the maybe the patio is open. Who knows? So, if you are if we're just gonna stay there silently, we can move on. Yes, that's how I like to do it. It's a party after all. So you hear someone walking um, through the foyer towards um, uh, uh, towards the parlor that you're in when there's another flash of lightning and a loud sound of thunder indicating it must be very close by and the power shuts off for a full six or seven seconds which start with and about seconds in a vase um, shatters you don't know where because you can't see but you hear it and then someone screams and then you hear people shouting and still chaos and then, an, and then you hear a loud bang at the loud bang sound of a shotgun being fired and someone falling to the ground and glass shattering and breaking and Someone throwing something, and more people screaming, and the lights come back on. And on the floor is the dead body of what appears to be Mr. Body Man. Exactly <gasps> named. Oh. Well, you can't totally tell because it was a shotgun, and he hooked it right to the face. Oh, okay, that makes sense. It's got the same body shape as Mr. Body Man, though. Mm-hmm. There's a. Uh, also a big hole in the window from, uh, presumably from the shotgun blast. Uh, the shattered base is all the ground. People are uh, just sort of stood still in fear. Yes. What do you do? Uh, who is in a straight line from the window? <laughs> like like if. Uh, currently there is no one in a straight line from the window anymore. It seems like whoever the ones that fired the shotgun must just uh Backed away. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to tell everyone, stay, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. I, I have something for this. And I pull out one of my doorbells and I ring it and it plays taps. Uh, <laughs> wait for that to finish. And once that's done, I uh, the, Lieutenant Ketchup does a salute while the taps is happening. And right, a single shield right. down his cheek. So, we all here have lost a very dear friend and... One of us is responsible. This ostrich is sort of like someone according to like, I never knew him. Well, we've all lost a very dear friend. Uh, and one of us is responsible. And we're going to find out who. Or whom. Which one is or who? <laughs> cool. Okay. So. The uh, rabbi is pouring out his drink over the body. Yeah, you get the sense that maybe he never like studied formally, that he's just sort of winging this whole religion thing. Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's fine. Um, the rabbi, as he's pouring his drink out. Who do you think is the most suspicious? Definitely, Mister Peach. All right, I'm gonna pull the hidden knife out of my pocket and stab Mister Peach. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Peace is on the opposite side of the room. I walk over, um, put my arm around his uh, shoulder, and say, hey, friend, and then pull the knife out of my uh, coat and stab him to death. 
Well, as you walk across the room, there's, there's another flash of lightning. And um, you hear a sound of, of something slamming against the glass. You see a bloody hand up against the glass hit it and then slide down. And you realize that somebody is out there and probably dying. Can I still stab Mr. Peach? I mean, you can if you want, but I think so. Okay, make an attack roll. Um, that's a d20. Number two. That's on my pencil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the d20 in the back room if you want to. He no, has no, the AC of a, of a mechanical pencil. So you just barely hit, and he howls in pain. And Lieutenant Ketchup goes and puts him in a chokehold, saying, I found the murderer. It has to be him. Hmm. The other people start screaming because he just stabbed somebody after somebody else was murdered, and now they all think it's you. Wait, wait, no, it wasn't my son. My son could never do something like this. He must have only stabbed Mr. Peach if he had a real good reason to. Isn't that right, son? Yes. Peach is is bleeding and currently lying on the floor while... Uh, Miss, um, oh, Miss uh, Scarlet is tending to him. Am I allowed to rip off his shirt, uh, in, like, saying that I'm helping expose the wound to, like, heal him, but actually check for coyote-like chest features? Um, he's wearing three coats, but you can slowly tear them away. I would like to slowly tear away the Well, no, just take my knife and cut them off. I need the drama of taking the three coats off. Alright, you take off the first coat, and he stares at you, scared and angry. Um, Miss Scarlet just sort of shrugs, because she knows nothing about medicine, only doorbells. Yes. Sort of a like-minded individual. Uh, By the time you take off the second coat, um... Miss, uh, who would be, uh, Miss Oster says, where did that maid go? Oh. And you realize that the maid is missing. <gasps> Son, go look for the maid. I think she might have gone outside. Okay, I'm going to go outside into the storm. All right, uh, which, are you going out to the back or the front? Uh, the back, backyard, it looks pretty. All right, so you go to the back. Again, it's like it's dark and it's a, there's a big storm. But uh, the patio itself is still very nice um, because it's raised and it's closed off, uh, except for a door um, in the back, which is slightly ajar. And sort of like a, a surprisingly pleasant breeze coming through it, despite the strong storm outside. You go out and you look out on the grounds, and it's all wet. Um, you're not on the side where the window was with the parlor, so next to the entrance. If you want, you can go around the building and, and look outside. Okay. All right, so as you're, as you're walking around the building, uh, make a perception check. Um, that's also a D20. That's a D20? Yeah. Actually a D17, but I'll allow it. Uh, I got the blank side of the screwdriver I threw. Uh, that's pretty high. Um, I'll, that, that's that's a success, a resounding success. You come across um, what appears to be a uh, a little feather duster and a bloody pile of bones. Hmm. Well, how about that? 
Do you do anything else, Josh, with this information? No, I walk back. Or sorry, sorry, Tyler? Does Tyler come to any new conclusions? No, I walk back. About this mystery that I wrote and didn't copy? Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I walk back. So you're not going all the way around the building? Okay, fine. I'll go all the way around the building. Alright, so as you get there, you see that the... Uh, I'm told. As you get there, you see that the, uh, the light that was out earlier is now on, so the butler must have fixed it. Hmm. Where's the butler? Um, you don't see him, but you do actually see um, where the window is cracked. Um, and through there, you can see, uh, through the hole in the window, you can sort of vaguely see things through the somewhat frosty glass, but through the hole, you can definitely see this, this ostrich uh, trying out some new doorbells to, to make plants of cocaine with. Mm-hmm. And you also see a bloody handprint on that window. And there's some bushes lying in the front of the house, so you're not sure what might be behind the bushes next to the window. Can, can I check? Yes. I'm so, going to check. If you look over the bushes and sort of dig through them, and in there, and then you find... Um, a person, or what's left of a person, uh, missing most of their face from what appears to be sort of bite and scratch marks. And also, you see there's a few holes in their chest, which, might have, which may have come from some sort of rapidly propelled shrapnel from some kind of gun that shoots and large shots. This person is dead, by the way. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Oh. You also see a, uh, you also, as you, as you loot his corpse, as I assume you do next. Well, yeah, of course. You find a, uh, a golden ring in his pocket. Hmm. And a set How of keys. That? So, back to Tyler. Uh. How many times, Tyler? Mr. Peach, am I? You're down to uh, the last code. Professor Peach is, like, shoving you away and shouting that it hurts and that he's in pain. This um, will help you. This will help you. Let me take it What off. will help? Getting the doorbell? No, no. If we can get these coats off, we can bandage you up, obviously. With doorbells. With doorbells. Um, as you're going to, as you are peeling back the final coat layer, uh, this asteroid sort of stumbles over and says, Let's give a trip of senses. And so Susan mumbles about dying the pain before she collapses uh, and spills um, and spills whiskey all over the both of you. And it's Scarlet, who then shouts in, dis- in uh, discomfort. And as she's on the floor, Miss Ostrich sneezes, and a lot of cocaine comes out of her nose. That's hot. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> disgusting. Ew, what, what has she done? Ugh. All right. Professor, What's Professor Peach doing now? Um, he's trying to stand up. No, 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 stay down, stay down. You'll hurt yourself. No, no, he's trying to get up. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to physically hold him down. Make a strength check. Heads. Uh, Josh, can you flip a coin for me? Uh, I don't have a coin. I have a screwdriver, a calculator. Sure. I'll flip the calculator. Heads. All right, that's a, t- that's a tie. Uh, tie goes to the runner. Wait. That's true. Where there's a will, there's a Wilbur. Yes. So you manage to hold him down. And as you turn back the last coat, um, Professor Peach, with his vast pocket squares, shouts scatter, and then bursting out of the coat, are, there are three coyotes who send one off in separate directions. Uh, can I punt one of the coyotes as it runs by? Uh, you can make an opportunity attack. Okay, I would like to make an opportunity of attack to punt the coyote into a wall. Make a football check. Make a what? A football check. A football check? Okay, let me find a penny. Hold on. It landed on its side. That's a critical fail. You punt your own leg, (laughs) and you fall to the ground. No. Seximus Ostrich. How sad. Okay. She's since she's asleep with her eyes open. She might have died. You're not sure. I was going to say that's usually what we call death. Uh. Dang. Uh, Josh, as you are outside, you hear um a howling noise off the distance, and then you hear a second howling noise coming from somewhere else, much closer, and then another, and then several more, closer and closer, and until so you hear a, a loud symphony of of uh, howling. Okay. Uh, out of the trees by the edge of the property, you see bursting through a large pack of coyotes staring towards you. Can I slap the right side of my face? You may. Okay, cool. It's very wet. Yeah, I'm just going to keep doing that for the rest of this. Tyler, you start to hear the howling because through the hole in the window. Wait, is that me, Tyler? Wait, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler. Uh, Will Wilbur, Tyler. And you also see Josh, or sorry, Tyler, out there slapping the right side of his face. Uh, what do you do after you get up? Uh, did, did did I take note of which direction the coyotes ran? They're running towards the house, towards Josh. Sorry, Tyler. Okay. Can I, uh, do I know where the shotgun is, or is that missing? That is currently missing. Okay, cool. I'm glad that you asked far too late. <laughs> um, is there any object that looks... Like, it could bring death upon something in my vicinity. There's a lot of cocaine. All right. Well, coyotes love cocaine. Can I grab one of the bundles of cocaine and run in the direction mm-hmm. the coyotes are running? Well, they're outside and you're inside, so you could run out the I'd, I'd like around. Yeah. All right. So you do that with your bags of cocaine out to where Tyler is. Yes. To go and withstand the onslaught of the coyote horde. Of course. Mm-hmm. What do you do, Tyler? Oh, me, Tyler. Well, yeah. Tyler here. Yeah. Well, that's what I'd be talking to. I, I'm going to keep slapping the right side of my face and peer off in the distance a little closer. I'm not going to, like, do anything else? Nah. I feel, I feel like, like that's, that's what Tyler would do. 
This is how I identify with the character. Slapping <laughs> the right side of his face. Yes. yes. You probably feel so dimple, and as your, your left hand almost magically on its own slaps the left side of your face, which you thought was quite strange, but then the instinct is gone. Who knows what it was. Uh, Will Wilbur, the coyotes are but 20 feet away, barreling towards you. There's about seven or eight of them. What do you do? Uh, I'd like to throw a bundle of cocaine at the closest one. Uh, you hit the closest coyote, fresh on the nose with this bag of cocaine, which had explodes like a bag of powder. Beautiful. Spending it very effectively, and making all the direct coyotes sort of stop for a second and sniff the air out of curiosity. Tyler, what do you do? Me, Tyler. Um, I'm just like, who started this thing? If you want to, look at Josh, if you want to have the name of your cook, this name is your guest, as a bit, you have to at least put in, you have to at least remember that so that we don't get to the 30 second pot. Every time. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take my left hand and mm-hmm. use it to slap the right side of my face. Uh, you suddenly have a stroke and uh, search your person for your life alert. It's the fees. Why do I have a life alert? You don't know. I, I do know. Actually, no, no, I, I don't. don't. What? Make up your mind. Um, so, your friend just had a stroke. Well, maybe it wasn't a friend. I don't know. Your son, potentially? Yeah, my son. I don't know if you did that information to him before this night, but if you did, he didn't seem to react very much. No, not really. All right, so, some of the coyotes so actually all start to make a beeline for the pile of cocaine and just start um, looking it up and eating it rather savagely. Yep. What, do you do anything else or do you stand there? Um, so... You have your friend who, just had a, who seems to have just had a stroke? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, do two... Can I, can I do an action and a bonus action? Yes. Okay, cool. So for my bonus action, um, mm-hmm. as is known, coyotes are related to dogs and dogs really love, like, knocks at the door or doorbells. I, I am going to take one of my doorbells, ring it, and chuck it so it, like, continues ringing as it flies off into the woods, uh, hoping to, like, have them go after that for a second so I have a chance to run. And after they do that, I will then run over to uh, Tyler, see if he's doing all right. So all right, that's a very good strategy. strategy. So you ring the doorbell, and they all perk up. Um, and start um, barking very loudly at the doorbell, which then goes staring off and um, not quite all the way to the forest, but like a good 50 feet away, because they're not very good at throwing. But they're all running off to the doorbell. And now so I assume run to you, check in, you check in on Tyler. Tyler's on the ground. Tyler, how are you? Oh, me, Tyler. My God, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm slap happy. happy. Great. Are you going to go inside? Are you staying here? I'm going to pull out my backup knife and stab Wilbur. <laughs> this, is an interesting, this is an interesting strategy you're taking right now, Josh. 
You're going to have to beat my arm. I see, I see what you're trying to do here, though. Which is? Well, I'm not... Well, I can't ruin it totally just yet. I feel like there's still one or two surprises left. <laughs> I don't want to spoil. Okay. Um, so you reach out with which hand, right or left? Uh, well, the left hand's doing the slapping right now, so I'm going to use the... It's slapping the right side of my face, so I'm going to use my right hand to stab. You try to reach for your for it with your right hand as Tyler begins to drag you, I assume, inside? Yes, of course. Or not Tyler, Wilbur, sorry. Wilbur, right. But uh, due to your recent stroke, you can't use the right side of your body. So the arm just kind of goes limp, and your left hand is doing sort of the Lord's work right now, slapping your own face. <laughs> so Amen. ultimately you can't reach the knife right now. So Wilbur needs to drag you inside. Um, and there's, um, the counties uh, stop. They're, they end their interest in the, uh, whatever it's called, the doorbell. What, what doorbell ringing noise did it make? Did it, make it, did it play a song? Uh, no, it played the same tune that Big Ben does when it turns noon. Is it the same size? But no, of course not. <laughs> but it played with the same ferocity. <laughs> The same sexual aggression. Yes, the same sexual aggression that Big Ben gives off. So also every day of Well, you just tried to stab him, so maybe you should be, be more grateful to him and his line of doorbells. Yes. Oh, then again, it seems like you didn't really want to be saved. I never know. It's okay. I'm going to leave so, you inside. As you're inside, um, people are panicking. They've sort of pulled up at the uh, at sort of upper area of the foyer. Um, except for this ostrich, who you do really think might be having a heart attack, and it's just sort of still on the floor. Okay. And also uh, next to the dead body. Yes. Um, I perform an impromptu heart transplant to give her Mr. Body Man's heart in hopes. Whose heart will you be using? Mr. Body Man. Huh? So I'll get Mr. Body Man's heart into Miss Ostrich to, you know, get her alive again. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any tools to do that with? Uh, I have Josh's backup knife and the original knife that I just pulled out of the uh, mm-hmm. the man who was stabbed. Uh, is there anything with that knife? Well, I use one to cut open Mr. Body Man and one to cut open her, of course, because you don't want cross-contamination. Um, and the the is There's a lot of alcohol in this room that you could use to sterilize it. Oh, yes, that's right. Whiskey. I'm just so kidding. We're not going to get into the long-term implications of infections. So you, you cut open Mr. Body, and people are more horrified and even more convinced now that the two of you are working together to kill everyone. No, 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 no. It's a heart transplant. I'm a doctor. A doctor of ringology. A doctor's degree in popular culture. Yes. I really want to go to WGI and get my doctor of ringology. Oh, you can't get it there. I got my PhD in doorbells from Rensselaer. Never mind. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so then you kind of cut her open, and sort of the moment that you open up her chest cavity, there's just a big spray of blood as her heart just sort of bursts. Quick! From, it's from the cocaine. Oh, so no, you, we must go quickly. She's going to die. So is this going to follow, like, actual surgery rules um, if this is successful, or surgeon simulator rules? Absolutely, absolutely actual, real surgical rules. So roll um, a D5. Yeah, yeah. I love that part at the beginning of surgery when the doctor roll a D5. You just walk into the surgical room and they go, roll for initiative. 
that would be a six. Uh, you you uh, just shove it right in that cavity. So and then, then, rule, then. Of no, this is real absolute actual <laughs> surgery rules, Josh. That's how surgery works. That's how surgery works. Have you never had surgery before, Josh? I, I have, have not. not. Clearly, because you're still alive. <laughs> uh, just sort of like, what do you do after you shove the heart just right in there? Um, do you I put a doorbell in there for good measure? Yes, of course. I, I put a doorbell connected to the beating of her heart, so it kind of... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every beat is a ding. Yeah, yeah. Ding so, so, so that way... And you I throw it back up. Yeah. No, I sew it back up. Where? Uh... I actually just, like, take the three coats that Mr. P- Professor Peach was wearing and very, mm-hmm. like, tighten them over her since, you know, if they could hold three coyotes, then it could probably hold her chest closed. That's that's a good statement. Um, I'm just going to think here for a second. Is he conscious enough to potentially sue you for sexual harassment? Um, I, I mean, I guess she probably could. Hopefully. For touching her chest. Well, I didn't touch her chest. I just wrapped something over it. Well, you did cut it open, didn't you? Well, yeah, but the knife did the touching. So if she That's wants to sue the knife for sexual harassment, <laughs> okay, I, I would be on her side for that. <laughs> you would support her. You're the witness. Of course. Uh, all right. Uh, so you'll... You're not sure if she's alive or not, but that's not super important. Uh, Tyler, you, you need to make a perception check for me. Okay. Uh, that's going to be... No. Nope. Oh. Nope. Tyler? Oh, sorry, Tyler. Hi. My mistake. Hey, Tyler. Tyler? Oh, me, Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you doing this on purpose? <laughs> I was. Now I'm not. <laughs> Uh, what's your perception check? Um, a fine-tooth Pass, you passed. Great. If you notice, um, that the howling and banging of the coyotes, um, resumed, and that it seems to sort of curve around the side of the mansion. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything with this this information? Can I yell it to Wilbur? Sure. I still have my stroke. I'm not, that's not getting fixed anytime soon. Well, not unless you do a face transplant, but there's no faces left of oh, people who yeah. are dead. You can take it for someone who's alive. <laughs> who, who do I want to look like? <laughs> you say out loud, looking at that block. Uh, can, can I take Owen's face? <laughs> there is no Owen in this scenario. In this Discord call... Mm. So moving on. You hear you hear the set on the bank coyotes and baying coyotes and they get much louder. Um and suddenly someone walks into the parlor. And who is it other than who who could it a seemed guest of the hour, who could it have been other than Professor Peach? What? And a different coat that he stole. It's still three coyotes, which we're pretty sure about right now. And he's and Professor Peach says, "You fool! You left 
We left the door open, and now, now the other horde of coyotes is going to devour us all. Uh, can I look at Tyler and say, you know what to do? And throw him his backup knife? Oh, me, Tyler. Yes, I'm not going to throw myself a knife. Um, I, I suppose you can. can. Okay, well, I'm throwing you a knife, and I'm telling you, you know what to do. Alright, um... Alright, do you to successfully cast this knife? What? Do you manage to successfully catch this knife? Well, I mean, I'm slapping my, the left side of my face. The right hand doesn't work. I'm slapping the right side of my face with the left hand. The right arm doesn't work. All right, the knife bears itself um, in your the right side of your abdomen, but you don't feel it. Yeah, good. You know, you guys gotta all go out and get yourselves a stroke. That's that's how you life 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 to the fullest. No pain. Uh, the howling of the coyotes gets much much louder as and Professor Peach. Uh, runs up the stairs. <sighs> okay. Well, I run up after him. Uh, as you run into the uh, the foyer, you see a uh, the the uh, large cr- herd of coyotes or mob or horde, whatever. What's the word for group of coyotes? Pack. No, it can't be that. Uh, calf. A calf. The large calf of coyotes. Yes. A massacre. Uh, they see they were chasing for Professor Peach, but now that you're much closer, they run after you, and they are coked up. Ah, uh, yes. Who, who knows how? Okay. Uh, well, then I'm going to open up the right side, or the left side of my coat. Sorry, and I'm going to pull out my secret signature weapon, uh, which is just a door. Uh, and I'm going to make a sweeping attack with this big oak door at the coyotes. Uh, make a constitution check for the oak door. Okay, that's going to be one thousand or 12,829 modulus 35. Um, what was the modulus again? 35. 12,000. Uh, plus 35. Uh, just, sorry, just barely doesn't make it. The door, the door, you do smash, like, some of the guys pretty effectively, but about, you do manage to also hit all of them, but about half of them just sort of, like, get back on. Uh, Kool-Aid man through the door. Oh, that's terrifying. Uh, they're on a lot of cocaine, and they lunge at you, uh, biting you. Can I bite one back? Uh, you can. Cool. I want to bite the coyote that just bit me to a certain dominance. Uh, you bite it, and it yelps and bites you five more times, along with the other six coyotes. All right. Can I... Uh, Wilbur, you hear the sound of someone being devoured out in the hallway. Normally, it takes much longer for coyotes to devour someone, but they're on a lot of cocaine. They probably won't survive, but neither will you, so that's all that matters. It's okay. Rest in peace. Myself. So, Tyler. Oh, me, Tyler. <laughs> yeah? Tyler, you have, you have another stroke, and the other half of your body goes limp. For friends, after the first stroke caused you to forget your own name. No. <laughs> Slap the rest of my face. <laughs> no one. The, after they're done eating uh, Wilbur, the coyotes come and devour you. <laughs> 
the end. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Coyote Alertness Adventure. I hope you learned a thing or two about safety and the dangers of coyotes. I, I sure did. I hope I, I hope that you managed to uh, learn a thing or two about solving mysteries as well. Like, for example, the, like the maid was actually dead behind a bar. You never found that. Um, the shotgun was, went out through the hole in the window after Mr. Peach threw it there. The body on the ground is actually the butler, not Mr. Bodyman. Mr. Bodyman was the one out of the bushes. These are all things that I planned instead of spending my afternoon, like, playing video games or something. But it's, you know, it's, it's cool. I'm going to spend my evening. Right, so we have been recording for about an hour and a half so far. Mm. All right. Uh, but we still need so to do definitely a long podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cut uh, so I've so. Yeah, I've got a story. Really, I just want to get into the beginning of this, and then we can be done. To make sure we're still recording. Yes, I'm still recording. Hi, I am still recording. I am still recording. All right. Um, I'm about to send the link. Tyler, you're not allowed to ask any questions about this link. Ready? Okay. Yep. What's a link? Yeah. I just break. Yeah, uh, six strikes. Okay. Yeah, they say six strikes. Alright, so uh, have you guys clicked on that link I dropped in the Discord? Yes, of course. As always, Josh, I can't tell if you've read this one or not because the opening sentences are Chloe Ashton was no, 15 years old. We have to keep reading. Wavy's colorful blue and purple hair. She's perched on the outside of Brooklyn in I, the inside. Hang on, hang on. I, I really want to actually take a moment to read this description. Yes. All right, so uh, he's another One Direction adopted me fan fiction This story. is an interesting twist. I know, right? So how would you describe that cover to this? Amazing. Um, that's how all covers of books should be. It's, it's a cringy picture of One Direction on the bottom with a cringy pic selfie of a light blue-haired girl up top. How? It looks like she's staring directly into my soul. How can you say that as a cringy picture of Harry, Zane, Tariq, uh, John, and Paul? I was going to say, how many One Direction members can you name? I think it's one, and I think it was Harry. No, you got Zane right. Oh, I did get Zane right. I There's I me all. Ew, imagine being named after a river. <laughs> no. This meme has been sponsored by Mississippi. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, um, Tyler, your job here is to read this story. You need to read it as sincerely as you can. You need to read it exactly as is written. Exactly. Punctuation, spelling errors, all of it. Yeah, you need to read it exactly as is written, uh, and you need to do the voices of all the characters. Okay, So cool. go ahead and read that description before we even get into a chapter. Alright. Uh, really, really sell us on this story. This is going to be the narrator's voice? Yes. Chloe Ashton was 15 years old. Wavy, colorful, blue and purple hair. She was perfect on the outside, but broken on the inside. Nope. Yep. No, he read it wrong. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you, did, you did read it wrong. Read that sentence. Read those last few words again. Oh, but broken in the inside. Yes, there you go. Okay. I love how there's a space before every comma. 
Ever since and then, like, you... it's unnecessary to enter. <laughs> she was adopted, abused, space brought mama. back, repeat. And all caps. <laughs> I love how there's spaces before every comma except for that last one. It's the only place like, where it happens. There's just new lines made in the middle of paragraphs and paragraphs that start with lowercase. When she turned 14, she was done. She escaped the orphanage and rented a apartment with the money she earns as a drug delivery. <laughs> as a drug delivery. She gets caught and put in jail, gets billed out by One Direction? Question well, mark, it doesn't space, say, mark, it says file. Yeah, she gets, she gets billed out. File. It's not build out. Oh, do you want to read off all the chapter names for us very quickly? Yes, of course. We will, of course, be beginning with chapter one. Blank. No, you, you need to uh, come on. Read, read what's there. Table of contents. Orange line. Chapter one. No, no, blank. you need to read that out. It's all caps. Chapter, chapter one. one. Chapter two. Squiggly line. Twisted bone. Chapter three. Sneaky. Chapter four. Why is three lowercase the best for? Chapter six. Chapter seven. Chapter eight. Chapter nine. Chapters ten. And sequel. <laughs> so, sequel. This is by far the. I say, I'm going to say. <laughs> the most errors I think I've seen. I was going to say edgiest one that we've read on the podcast. I don't know. Well, were her parents murdered in front of her brutally, like the other, like the last three? None of the rest of them. Okay, God, just click on chapter one. I'm so ready. Mm-hmm. Chloe, point of view. I thought I had to read that. Yeah, no. I'm doing stage that. directions. I want a bigger. I want a bigger role. You you read stage directions from here mm-hmm. on. So. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky, boo, boo. <laughs> Those are W's, but okay. My roommate, Maya, coos in my ear. Maya has a gorgeous brown hair that flows loosely to her butt. She had green eyes and a pretty smile. I turn and face my head in the pillow and mumble. G-S-J-D-J-S-B-S-K-M-A. Yeah, that's an onomatopoeia right there. That's that's what I say every day when I need to get up. I just get out of bed and go, Okay, boy, I'll try again. Get your big ass up or I will cut you. <laughs> typical Maya Saturday saying. That's not Saturday how you spell typical, correct? No. no typical. Typical <laughs> Maya Saturday saying. Saturdays were the big days, which meant, spelled wrong. Which, which spelled oh. like, like, which, 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 which one meant, that the delivery workers, me, Maya, Daniel, and Trent. No spaces. Trent! Trent, Trent is not a name. Trent isn't a name. And it's, you like, you like. But this hasn't ended yet. Would be run into the location, in quotes, You're that right. we would need to give the drugs. Period. Why are you <laughs> needing to give locations drugs? Locations don't need drugs. People need drugs. How do you know? What if a building has gone through some serious turmoil and it needs some, like, Adderall? What are building drugs? Uh, Concrete. drywall, 
Uh, I'm pretty sure asbestos counts. Fiberglass. Oh, asbestos, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we usually get started at 5 a.m. and around 2 p.m., but if we aren't being chased by cops, it'll probably be 1 to 1.30. Now to deal with Maya. <laughs> I turn my head and I see Maya glaring at me. I smile and tease her. Love you too, Mama. <laughs> Shut up and get your big arse up. My arse is really small in the dark. Really? <laughs> what does that mean? What does it mean? Why are they? She's 15. Why are they describing this? Maya, our jobs don't start till... I check the clock and reply. Two more hours. I know. Yeah, I wrong. know. I know. But I heard that next time we will get caught that they will lock us up, and I don't want to chance it, so get your small and blush ass up, exclamation point, exclamation point. I'm up, I'm up, and my small, and my arse, thank you, thank you. She rolls her eyes and leaves. I change into a pair of black leggings and a tank top with my leather jacket. I lace up my combat boots and brush my amazing blue hair and curl it. Oh, of course. That's what every criminal needs, blue hair. That's, that's so the cops just don't recognize you. Yep, to be inconspicuous with your combat boots, another jacket, and tank top. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the typical. Before uh-huh. you start thinking that I stink, you are wrong, Jay. <laughs> I smell like vanilla pine because of my perfume in Corinthians. <laughs> Yes, that's what every drug dealer has all the time. They have a bottle of perfume. I've been asked out many times, but I always turn them down. I don't want them slowing me down. <laughs> I walk in the kitchen, and I see Maya cooking bacon and eggs. I, I, I don't even have criticism right now. I just This is just too weird. I want some. I say while snatching some with my hands and placing them in my mouth. <laughs> Oh, he's just neatly placing them in her mouth. Just bake it. Right off. Right off the seal. Right off the middle. Like, this seal has, like, hot bacon grease. Does she have a stroke in her mouth? And again, she doesn't bite it. She just places it in her mouth. Yeah. It's it's just the warming pad. Hey, I was cooking that. Was cooking it. Whatever. Whatever. Let's go eat. Let's without an apostrophe. Okay. We prepared our food. Our, so are you. Then we start eating. So what would you do if I got caught by cops? By the cops? She, oh, she asked. <laughs> so what would you do if I got caught by the cops? She asked. Honestly, don't know. I honestly don't know. Probably wake up late. No period. She shoved me and we laughed. We finished our, we finished our breakfast and headed to pick up the delivery. I knock on Freddy's door. And he slid the bag on the door. Ah, uh, yes, Freddy Door. I, I'm picturing that as a person. His name is Freddy Door, and you just knock on him. I knock on Freddy Door, the man, and he slid the bag under the door. I thanked him, and we we started to run to Jason's house. Jason was the one who picked up the deliveries. I, I really hope they're parkouring these deliveries. Three minutes. Three minutes into our... Our journey, A-R-E, Daniel and Drent joined us. Wait, what? That wasn't a typo? The name is actually Drent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really common British name, okay? Well, they had to make up for the fact that the protagonist didn't have a crazy name like Skywinter Frost. <laughs> yeah, so they had to name someone Drent. Isn't she like Chloe Ashen or whatever? 
Yeah, it's still pretty edgy, but at least the first one is relatively normal. Guys, okay, can I can I be honest before we continue? Yeah. The fact that Alyssa Riv uh, is currently biting her lip and just staring at me the entire time. She's I'm the author, by the way. The picture of the author. It just hurts. <laughs> like, I've... This... Okay, sorry. I'll... Daniel was on her pink... Daniel was on her pink rib stick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Daniel was on her pink rib stick. Oh, I wish we had time to terrify that sentence, but we don't. We need to go at least into one direction comes into this. We had oh seven minutes into the journey. We When suddenly a cop car pulls in front of us, the sirens blasting through the air... I look and see Maya. Trent, Maya and Trent stop frozen. I am naming my first child Trent. <laughs> Me too. I'm naming my least favorite child Trent after the fact once I decide. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds fair. I suddenly hear screaming, and when I look back, I see the most horrifying thing. Maya with handcuffs and on and tears down her face. Shit, Maya. No, I don't want to. Please, <laughs> please stop. I realized that it was only one cop. I dropped the bag and run to Maya. Trent had started running again, and Daniel E.S. screaming at us. The cop pulls out Wait, pepper spray. Daniel is the name that Daniel is spelling. Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel E.S. screaming at us. E.S. screaming at us. The cop pulls out pepper spray. The space comp. But before I could speak, I kick him in the gut. He bent over and Maya started running. I turned and run, space comma, but not until I ran into a cop. I realized that there were two cops. <laughs> wow. Wow and all He put me in handcuffs and put me in the car. I scream and kick, but it's no use. I look out the window and see the rest of my friends running off. Wow, guys. are just bang. allergic to apostrophes. I think they're allergic to editing and this. Yeah, I agree. this whole thing very much feels like uh, this person was wait, wait. eating a I know, burger I've seen while that too. typing this with one hand. Yeah. Okay, the cops take me into a building and they put me in a sale. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that was a typo. I don't know what they meant, but they use it again, so. Yeah, okay. I sit on the ground and play with my fingers. How can my friends leave me with a cop? Uh, yeah, I just catch my fingers and start playing with them on the ground. Suddenly, another girl cop comes to my sale and leads me to a room. I look at her confused, and she stays silent till five teenage guys walk in. Chloe, you will be adopted. Okay, so it is like T-E-A-N-E-G-E. T-E-N-E-G-E. YouTuber I used to watch. Top of the morning to you, laddies. That's Irish. 
Yeah, whatever, okay. Chloe, you'll be adopted by them. <laughs> I've done their frozen. They introduced themselves, and I, I yeah. still am shocked. I am adopted by guys my own age, crazy. It is creepy. No. It doesn't say creepy. Oh, good point. Oh, crappy. <laughs> I'm adopted by guys my own age, crappy. But it is creepy. All of these stories are creepy. It. Right. This is also the oldest uh, adoptee I think we've had at 15. Yeah, they've all been 13. Yeah, every single one. When do you and always leave? beaten and or sexually abused. As, as, that's what One Direction does. <laughs> okay, so One Direction man asks, Do you want to leave? <laughs> I turned to the officer. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you seriously putting me up for adoption? I'm over 16, lady. Like... The guy's eyes widen, saying talks. You are not girly girl, are you? Eh. Well, yes, we are adopting you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, we leave now. <laughs> he grabs my hand and I pull away. Understand yeah, how this works, though? This is so creepy, I hate this. Yes, you listen to us now. No. You listen to us now. No. And I block, block my face with my hand. I know this was going to happen. It happened six times in the past three years. What? What? How many times have you been adopted by One Direction? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like One Direction shows up to the jail cell and she's like, oh, fuck you, you got <laughs> I wait for impact, but it never ca- or it never came. I look up to see Harry and Nail holding <laughs> back a very pissed sign. Ah, uh, yes, I love that One Direction member, Nail. Uh, when you know, ladies, listen to this podcast. You know that one when when your guy's named after a building material. Fuck yeah, mm, hot. Yeah. Okay, but like after they broke up and he went to form his own group, Nail and the Hammers, like that kind of disappointed me deep down. Yeah, but honestly, that that band name kind of slaps. Kind of slaps. It kind of kind of in my right faces. Yeah. All right. I look up to see Harry and Nail holding back a very pissed thing. I feel a tear go down my cheek. I wipe off. <laughs> And notice the open exit door about 20 feet away. No, it's not about 20 feet away. Uh, a bot. <laughs> the, oh, the open exit door, a bot 20 feet away. I take my chances and run out. I hear H-E-R-E footsteps behind me and yelling, this is perfect, I'll just run away. Period space. Yeah, period space. Then go and live with Maya. Maya! She left me. She left me here, she got arrested. I am pooped. My father's very clear. I I feel a pair of hands on my hips. X. I've read ahead a little bit and I determined a place where we will stop and I'll let you know when we get there. I think you'll know when it is too. I just want to go home. I'm sorry, I can't. If it was up to me, I would. <laughs> I'm being carried to the car by name. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's my uncle now, but he loves uncannibal. Did I just say love? Male point of view. Three words, Dale. Three words. Chloe is hot. <laughs> I know I am her uncle now, but look at her. She is stunning. Her smile, hair, and personality. What personality? <laughs> we take her to the car. She resists. That's her personality. But that's Nail not. Nail is terrifying. 
Crystal predatory. If it's like, oh, I don't want to be with you. Ooh, that's so hot. both are instantly like, oh, my uncle. And I was like, oh, I'm her uncle, but yeah. Wait, why? Why is it just the consensus that he's her uncle? Who's the dad? Who's Harry? Obviously. No one knows. Okay, sorry. She has agreed to staying with us, but I am. I'm not convinced. We are currently giving her a tour of the house. She isn't paying much attention till Harry mentions the game room. What games do you have? Black Ops. You have you have the best. Oh, I forgot Maya's voice. You have the best games ever. That's not Maya's voice. Maya's voice. You have the best games ever. That's still fucking Mr. Shrek. Sorry. You have the best games ever. Maybe I will re oh no. Maybe I'll rethink running off on that running to see a movie, yeah. Well definitely this time for the night. Wait, is this Zane talking? Oh, that's what they're yes, this yeah. author felt too lazy to keep reading books. So they just have a person's name and then a dash. What do you mean? What do you mean running away? This was no, the Russian one. Oh, that was all. All the options Nail, aka me. You were planning to run away when I didn't get a chance. <laughs> what? Harry, what? Running away. Lewis, you're crazy, you beans. We all look up at him and start arguing. Really, Lewis? <laughs> Video games, really? That's not the point. Why is everybody stopping? <laughs> Harry, well, that's a sitcom moment right there. Harry escaped. See, when we had an argument, we ran and got out that closed quotation. He pointed out the open window. Wait, who the fuck's talking? Harry, it's Harry's point of view. No, no, Wait, no, it says it afterwards. It's Lewis. Fuck, he's stating the obvious. <laughs> See, when we had arguments, he ran and got out that. He pointed. Wait, now I have to switch. He pointed the open window. Window and must have climbed or jumped on the roof. There's no being climbed. Climbed. The audience. I know, right, right, because you can't just say climbed, right? Well, we're so close to finishing. I know, I'm going to get another strike. You would still say that climbed. No, you climbed. No, because there's only one. It would be climbed. I have to side with the guess. It would be climbed because there's an E. C L I M E D. Well, I already gave him a director, no taking that back. That's what climbed, not slimmed. So, checkmate, libtard. Alright. Another liberal destroyed. Oh, Lewis is stating the obvious. We all read the Stating the obvious. Stating the obvious. And look out, nobody. Maybe we should win on Really, Lewis? Really, Lewis? Oh, oh. Oh, oh, maybe she went to Nando's. Oh, wait, fuck. What is, who is Nail? Oh, Nail is the Indian, sorry. Yep. Uh, oh, oh, maybe she went to Nando's. Really, Nail? Where could she be? Just then, we see a body army. Crawling down on the lawn, then space. Just then, we see a 
body army crawling down on the lawn bed. There's not even an eye. It's just down the lawn. Every army of like, is every army, army a body army when you think about it? Skeleton. Just let me see. Body army crawling down the lawn. A high scream in pain. Chloe. Seven dots. <laughs> what was that? What? I know I picked this out, but oh my god, what was that? Do you think this is the easiest one yet? Yes, Chloe. Because every other was just like, ooh, I'm a fan of One Direction. My life is finally better. <laughs> I know, thank you, Dr. Suicide. I was a kid. My parents were blue blue in front of me, and I've been abused every day in an orphanage since then. Only fed one. <laughs> do you know what we're going to do? <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do over the next episode? I'm what, going to come up with, with just like a, you know, just like a, couple paragraph long story. I'm going to blindfold myself and write it and see if I just quickly type out as fast as I can while blindfolded and see if I can come up with the number of typos that, this, that any of these have come up with and we will read it out on the podcast. Okay, so we're not going to read the next chapter, but we are going to read the very first sentence of the next chapter. <laughs> oh, God, what is it? Well, I have to read it, don't I? It's not my job. <laughs> sure. It's not in the voice. I think it's for me, but you can do it. Alright. Chloe POV. No, above that. Oh. Photo above says, says Lexi, just imagine Chloe KK, thanks. This like, like, like chapter cover is a picture of like what? a zebra. Of a, of like a girl. <laughs> Very teen girl bedroom. Except. Oh, God, who would ever want a picture of that zebra? That is oh, like my God. God. I can't believe you. I want a picture of that zebra. That's a strike. And that, oh, you no, know what eight strikes strike means, right? The show ends? No, it means that you're out. Do you have any last words before you get kicked? Uh, yeah. All right, so uh, <laughs> that was a great episode. What was your um, favorite part? Um... That's not the part where you where you instantly guessed who the coyotes were. <laughs> My favorite is still the Atlantic Olympics again. But I'm I'm excited to read a little bit more of that story. Um. Yeah. Um. So, so listeners, what was your favorite part, part of the story, or uh, favorite, favorite part of the episode? Really now. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.